Game Changer, episode 21. Welcome to Game Changer, a series on using gamification to engage employees. Join us as industry experts discuss one of the hottest trends in business today. Using game thinking to engage employees in work, wellness, recruiting, and more. This is a special podcast series by the producers of the top-rated podcast, The Engaging Leader. And now, with nearly 20 years of experience helping engage hundreds of thousands of employees at Fortune 500 companies and other organizations, here's your host, Jesse Leahy. Welcome to the show, Game Changers. This is the show for CEOs, HR executives, and other business leaders to learn about internal gamification. Over the course of this series, you'll hear examples and pitfalls, discover how to assess when it's an appropriate strategy, and learn to evaluate gamification partners and game design ideas. I am Jesse Leahy, and our guest today is Clayton Nicholas from Change Healthcare. Change Healthcare has been doing some, what I would say, are pretty unique things in teaching employees and other consumers to be smarter healthcare consumers, to to make more educated decisions when they choose what kinds of healthcare to get and where to get it from. Uh, they've had a product out for a while that's been helping that, but they've most recently launched an additional offering called Healthcare University that takes a uniquely gamified approach to that educational process. Clayton, welcome to Game Changer. Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate it. Clayton, can you, first of all, tell us about what your flagship product offering has been? Sure. Uh, The company really started with with its basis in in the price transparency market. Uh, We have a platform that allows an individual to come onto a website and look up the cost of a healthcare service and the quality of a provider before they go get it. So as an example, if a user uh, needs to get a colonoscopy, they come into a website, type in colonoscopy, and we'll show them the doctors that are in their benefit plan, uh, in network, uh, that are in their geographic area, and what their out-of-pocket cost would be for that service at that doctor's office, um, and what the quality ratings are for those doctors. So it really provides uh, the consumer with information to become um, uh, smarter healthcare shoppers. However, uh, just providing that information isn't enough. What we've learned is that you know, uh, most consumers aren't used to thinking about healthcare and, and shopping for healthcare like other services that they buy. They don't know to look for this information or may forget that they have this type of tool when they, when they need a service. So we do a couple of things that have really built out more of an, uh, an engagement platform that helps get users to that information and helps them take advantage of it. Uh, one is we have proactive alerts that we send so we don't wait for the user to come to us. We send proactive messages to them that allow that alerts them of opportunities to save on healthcare services that they're already using. We've seen that these alerts that they get either via email or a text message helps to provide immediate value to them and draw them into the platform. Uh, and to your point, we recently launched Healthcare University uh, as a product to really help educate the user uh, on their benefits, how to use their benefits how to think of healthcare uh, like a consumer in terms of shopping for based on price and quality and, and so that they, once they get to the platform, they know how to take advantage of it. 
Now, give us an example. First of all, these proactive alerts that would come through email or text, what kinds of messages would they get? So these proactive alerts are, are really built around uh, what, we call, what we call common and recurring services that are shoppable. So these are things that you use multiple times a year, like maintenance medications, chiropractic services, physical therapy, and these are things that you have an opportunity to make a decision on before you go get that service. So uh, these alerts are not built around uh, acute healthcare services uh, or complex surgeries, uh, but what we do is uh, we analyze the last 12 months of each user's um, medical and pharmacy utilization and identify services that they've used in the past and opportunities for them to save on those services. So as an example, if I'm on a maintenance medication and I'm getting that prescription filled at, at Pharmacy A, in our algorithms and in our database, we can see the different pharmacies that offer that medication in that user's area. And if there's a savings opportunity on a monthly basis, what we'll do is we'll send an email to their email address or send them a text message based on how they want to receive that message and say, hey, you have an opportunity to save on this medication either by moving it from pharmacy A to pharmacy B or switching from a brand drug to a generic drug, and that initially alerts them of the savings opportunity. They then log into our platform, and then they see specifically how they can save on that service and how much they would save. So we do this on a monthly basis across uh, 500 medical services and over 2,000 uh, prescription pharmacies. Well, that's interesting. I just a few months ago had a conversation with a client working with a task force that they had to identify low-hanging fruit uh, to help them, the company, save money on its health care costs, which were spiraling out of control. And one of the ideas that came up, which did not get acted on, uh, was that there would be some kind of company-wide directory or alert service, similar to what you describe. That the specific example was, you know, when when Walmart puts one, has one of these super deals where you can get a a month supply of a prescription for for four dollars, we need to let our people know that because that's just obvious money savings, and it it got tabled because there was just no systematic way that the the company could make that happen. It's a company that's spread all across the country in all these different regions, and I mean, how many of us are using the exact same medication. So it just didn't seem feasible relative to the other things that they can do. So you, you've actually been making that happen on a more systematized basis. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's correct. And I, I think really what creates the capability is we offer our, our solution through uh, health plans, uh, so health insurance companies to their members or to their uh, employer customers that they represent, and, or also directly to the employer. And in the way that we offer our solution, we, we bring in the medical and the pharmacy claims data. So this is the data that tells us when a user has used a service, what services they've used, what the costs have been, and we're able to calculate um, the cost information based on that data, understand what services people are using and have used in the past based on that data. And we also bring in what's called plan benefit design data. So we know how much that company's deductible is, what the uh, coinsurances and the different characteristics or traits of that specific user's benefits plan. So uh, as we built our algorithms, 
and we send out these alerts, they're very personalized to each individual. So to your point, um, if I'm on a medication that Walmart offers that's on that $4 generic program, we'll know that based on the data that we have and we'll send an alert specific to that individual letting them know of an opportunity to use that program and save. If you're not, if you don't have an opportunity to save based on your prior utilization, uh, you won't get that alert. So we, we built, we've built our system to provide information that's actionable by the user. So you're only getting information that's relevant to you. Even to the point where the user comes into our system and they can uh, tailor their profile settings so that they only get alerts uh, on savings opportunities within a certain geographic distance. So most people want to, they're willing to drive up to five miles to save on a, uh, on a prescription, but they're willing to drive 25 to 50 miles to save on a medical service. And they can set their own geographic radius around how far they're willing to drive to save. They can set their savings parameters. So they may only want to see savings that are worth $5 or, or $25 or more. Um, and by having these types of controls, we're making sure that they only get alerts that are, that are really relevant to them that they're willing to take action on. Now, are imaging services like x-rays and MRIs included? Because that's, I know, an, an area where the, there's just become a huge range in cost and quality for the exact same service. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. We, and imaging services are included in our database, um, and we do see that as, as probably one of the highest cost variance services in the market. We recently did some research on, or, or some analysis of data that we have in our platform, and uh, like a CT scan, uh, which is a computerized scan similar to an x-ray, uh, but it's a 3D image, is something that you can get either at an outpatient imaging center, or you can get it at a hospital. But depending on which of those two places you go get that service done, there's a very different cost, and we see huge price variances, you know, uh, over 500% where you can get that service done for around um, $800, or you can have that service done for $3,000 or more. Now, what are some of the reasons why you felt like you had to take the next step in engagement and gamify this? So let's say my doctor wants me to get an MRI and there's data that shows, hey, you could either get that for $800, or if you go over here, it might cost $2,200. Uh, why wouldn't an employee just do that? Why did you have to feel like you had to gamify this experience? So a great question. One of the big challenges in healthcare is, is around consumer engagement and getting consumers, to your point, to actually act on that type of opportunity. Uh, one of the big barriers to engagement is basic education. People don't really understand their health benefits. Uh, There's a recent study by, by a guy named George Lowenstein that was published in September uh, last month in Health Economics that said 14% of consumers understand the very basic terminology in healthcare, like what a deductible means, what copay means, or coinsurance. So that's one of the challenges is that, you know, if you tell a person that they have an opportunity to save on this service, they don't really understand, one, what the savings is to them and whether it's an out-of-pocket savings to them. I think a lot of consumers assume that, you know, it's a savings to their health plan or a savings to their employer. But with more people being pushed towards high-deductible plans, now a lot of that money is being paid out-of-pocket by the consumer, and it's really savings opportunity for them. Uh, th there's another big challenge with just the way that health benefits education has been done in the past. 
typically it's done around open enrollment. Um, you have one kind of a couple of week opportunity to learn about your benefits and enroll in your benefits and understand what benefit options you have available for you the next year. And it's usually in a format where it's heavy text. It's either a booklet, it, it may be online, but still it's, it's very dry and kind of complex information to understand. And then once you enroll in your benefit, it may be several months before you actually need to use it. So by the time you actually need to get that MRI done, uh, it might be three or four months after you've enrolled in your benefits, and you don't remember that you had a tool like a cost transparency tool to, um, to, to make that shopping decision. Your doctor typically is not going to tell you that you can get this service done at these different price points because they don't know. I mean, most doctors don't have access to this information or couldn't tell you the prices themselves. So what we've learned is that really to get the value out of this information, you have to educate consumers on what their benefits options are, how to think about their benefits in terms of, uh, you know, the fact that prices vary, so there are these varying prices in the market, that there's a heavier cost of that service for them now, especially if they're on a high deductible plan and what that means, whether that's going to come out of their deductible, whether it's going to be coinsurance that they have to pay as part of that service, and then how to use the tool to shop for services based on a price, but also based on quality, because quality is an important component as well, and uh, really making a value-based purchasing decision. And when we looked at the way that this type of education had been done in the past, we saw the trends around gamification. We saw the type of um, innovation and, and the ability to really get people engaged. And, you know, health benefits are really a, a mundane topic. It's not the most exciting topic out there. So we thought, how <laughs> can we really get people kind of interested and excited about learning about their health care benefits? So we thought, you know, really implying the, the, the thoughts or mechanics around game mechanics to the process to drive the engagement, but also adding some fun and entertaining content like games and, and animated videos as a way to deliver the education, uh, we thought that would be more palatable, so easier to understand by the user, and we'd get better traction and adoption of the product, and, and that's what the results have shown so far. So how, what's the experience like for the user? When, what, do they, what happens on Healthcare University? Healthcare University is delivered uh, online, and there's also a mobile-optimized version of it. Uh, the, it has a, the, the user initially gets a welcome email that, that they click on and, and invites them to join the platform and create an account. And when the user logs in, they have a user dashboard, and that dashboard shows them the, different, the curriculum that's available. We have five subjects in the curriculum right now, but each of those subjects has multiple courses. So there are about 25 courses in the curriculum, and it spans things from you know, health, in, uh, health Insurance 101, so this is a basic primer. What, is the, what are the basic terminology in healthcare? How to understand things like, you know, what a deductible and copay means. Uh, we have a subject on uh, selecting their benefits, so uh, educating the user on what a PPO plan is, an HMO plan, or a high deductible plan, and how to make a smart decision around those. There's a ways to save component that helps people understand that they can switch a, a drug from a brand to a generic and save money. They can go from a 30-day uh, pharmacy to a 90-day uh, prescription and save money on that. Uh, or they can, uh, you know, get these imaging services at an outpatient imaging center versus a hospital and save money. Um, 
there's a subject on billing, helping people understand their benefits, uh, their explanation of benefits, and, and how to be their own health advocate. And then finally, we, we really recently launched a subject on the public health care exchanges that came out, that affordable, out of the Affordable Care Act. Uh, so it helps to educate people on the public exchanges, how they're structured, and, and whether that would be a viable option for them to receive their benefits. So the user sees these different subject areas and these courses. In each course, the education has three different processes. So first, there's a two to three minute animated video. The user clicks on that video. They see the, the education is delivered in an entertaining and kind of fun way. Uh, with animated characters and themes. After they watch that animated video, they, they take a, a, a quiz. It's a five-question quiz for each course. The quiz reinforces the content. And after they take the quiz, that unlocks access to a game. So there are locking mechanisms built, built into the platform. So you can't just come in and play games all day. You have to earn the right to play a game by watching the video, taking the quiz, and getting at least a 60% on the quiz then it unlocks access to a, to a game, and it's a short online game. Uh, the games themselves, we have different formats or templates for the games, from a Galaga-style game to a maze game uh, to a Tetris-style game. But the games are designed to be fun and to reinforce the content or the learning objectives um, and just add a little bit of uh, a, a different experience to the user so that it's fun and, and entertaining. Um, the user after they complete a, a subject area, they have the opportunity to earn badges. Um, there's a leaderboard that keeps track of um, the individuals in, uh, the, the, that are accessing the platform and provides friendly competition on the platform. And you can earn a diploma after you've completed the subject area as well. So there's a broad array of, uh, array of uh, game mechanics that are built into the platform. And the user is able to experience that through, through this fun and entertaining process. Now, the courses, these these videos, is the content there customized for the company's plan design? For example, it let's say uh, you know, you mentioned PPO plans and POS plans and high deductible plans. Would there, there be courses describing a plan or plan design that maybe my company doesn't actually have? Actually the content has been developed and, and the platform is developed in a way to be customizable and configurable to the client. So I would estimate that about 80% of the content really doesn't need to be customized. I mean, it's, it's pretty standard information across most employers, but we do allow the employer to customize content where, where it's relevant. And, and a lot of that is around the benefit selection subject where we have generic content that explains what a consumer-directed plan is, uh, or a high deductible plan, an HMO or PPO, but the client can customize the content so that it really displays what, what their specific plan benefit design information is. So how much, uh, you know, the names of the different plans that are available, what the deductibles are, what the co-pays and co-insurance are. Uh, they also have the ability to turn on or off certain courses. So if the, if the company doesn't have a, a PPO plan, in our configuration and the way we set it up, we just uncheck that, basically uncheck that box, and that course wouldn't be available so that the employee only sees plan options that are, that are available to them. So we work with our clients to, to really help theme and, and tailor the solution to their needs. The platform can be 
co-branded or, or, or white labeled so that our clients can add their branding to it and, and their color themes as well. Now, Transparency Messenger, your the first product that we had been talked about, that's been available for a few years, but Healthcare University was just launched about a year ago in October of 2012. Can you share what kind of numbers you've had since then uh, regarding engagement and adoption? Sure. In October of 2012, we really launched the product with Blue Cross Blue Shield in Minnesota in a beta format with a subset of their employees. We, we developed the product from the beginning of 2012 up until October um, and was using that initial launch to get some feedback on the product to, to tailor uh, the design a little bit. And we were able to get some really good um, uh, results from that initial beta launch and then refine the product and did a full launch of the product with Blue Cross Blue Shield and Minnesota's full employee base um, in April of 2013, so April of this year. Um, that launch was made available to about 3,500 of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Minnesota's employees, and we saw we were using that launch to get some to develop some initial metrics to understand utilization and how the product would be used. Um, since then, uh, we've had great success in continuing to sell the product. Uh, pretty much every employer and every health plan that we've talked to has either bought the product or has had extreme interest in the product. Um, we're in the process of launching it with several large employers right now uh, and a couple of other health plans. Uh, we have a pipeline of customers for the product that's really robust and, and actually some new development that we're doing around other subject areas for the product as well uh, based on new demand that we're seeing from clients. And how about, do you have any statistics available as far as a percentage of employees who start the, the program and, and how far they get into it? Sure. So with Blue Cross Blue Shield and Minnesota's launch, after the first six weeks of launch of the product, we saw nearly 40% of those employees sign up for the product uh, without any incentives to do so. Um, of those that utilized uh, or signed up for the product, they completed eight out of 10 courses that were available, so 80% of the curriculum in that six-week period. But what was really intriguing was the, was the engagement and the utilization rate. There were 27 actions on average per user over that six-week period. And what that translated to over that population, uh, they watched over 9,000 educational videos, took about 7,500 quizzes, and played over 19,000 games. Um, I mean, that was just a, a really high degree of utilization around, again, a mundane topic like uh, benefits education. And one of the things that we also did as part of that launch was did a survey of, of their employees who use the product. We even had really high utilization or, or response rates to the survey. About 400 of their employees completed the survey, and we learned a couple of things. One, there was a high quiz scores, so when, when each person took the quiz, we saw about 98% uh, out of 100 scores on the quizzes. Uh, what the feedback that we got from the users was that once they saw their name on the leaderboard and they were actually competing with their coworkers, and that it, they realized that if they missed questions that they wouldn't get the points for those questions, the game mechanics really kicked in and it encouraged people to watch the educational videos multiple times so that they understood the content prior to taking the quiz. 
so that, that really reinforced the learning objective that, that our clients had and, and reinforced the, the working uh, of these game mechanics uh, in process. Um, we, we also saw that there was really even utilization uh, across multiple age ranges. So, so we looked at the population that was using the product. We broke the population up into five different age ranges, you know, from those that were 30 and below, between 30 and 40, and up to 60 and over. Uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield in Minnesota had a, had a wide range of demographics that, in their employee base. But whether it was, um, you know, those that were 30 or under or 60 and over, we saw pretty even utilization in terms of the percentage of uh, employees that signed up for the product, the percentage that completed the um, uh, curriculum, um, and the number of times that they came and, and, and did each of the activities, from watching the videos, taking the quizzes, and playing the games. So, so that was really encouraging. Um, and, and you know, I think what we saw from these results, and we use these as kind of benchmark results now as we look to deploy the product with, with other customers, uh, we think we're going to really get some great uh, utilization uh, out of the product going forward. When you are sharing this and selling it at other companies, are, are most of them providing incentives for employees to complete healthcare university or, or uh, more like how Blue Cross originally rolled it out in Minnesota without an incentive? So uh, there, uh, it's really different uh, for, for a lot of these different uh, uh, customers that we're talking to. Uh, most are not offering incentives to initially sign up for the product, what, but some are using incentives in different ways. Um, for, for our platform, the way that we developed it, there's an activity tracker, uh, a real-time activity tracker that tracks each action of each individual. So we can report in a very detailed way around how many people have signed up, how many have, have done each of these activities through the platform, and then also roll the, the, those metrics up at, at a population level. Um, and the, the points system is also customizable or, or is configurable by the client. Uh, we have a standard point structure uh, that says, you know, when, if you register for the platform, you get five points. If you watch a video, you get a certain number of points, or take a quiz, you get a certain number of points. But the client can configure that point structure and allocate points for different uh, activities uh, based on how they want to do that and, and tie it to uh, an incentive structure if they already have one in place. Um, and what we are seeing is a lot of clients wanting to take that reporting and then incentivize uh, behavior with uh, rewarding gift cards or other types of financial incentives to get people to complete the curriculum or reward top achievers. And uh, that reporting helps them do that and link that to their other incentive strategies. Uh, I think down the line, one of the things that we're hearing a lot of interest in and have an opportunity to do as well is as we build these, we've built these game mechanics um, and this gamification capability in the healthcare university is extending it into our core platform and, and we're in the process of building that now. So if you think of an employee who has, who puts in, who types in uh, uh, MRI, for example, and they see a list of five different um, uh, providers where they can get an MRI done, and if that employer wants to encourage you to, you know, select a high-value provider, so someone that's low cost but also high quality, they can reward or incentivize you to select, you know, those sets of providers that are deemed as high value. And by taking this application and extending across that platform, 
we can build in incentives, whether it's you know non-monetary incentives like points. So an individual builds points by selecting better value providers um, and can aggregate those points and get rewarded financially either through um, you know direct reduction in copay or waiving copay or sh even a shared savings. So if the employer saves or the health plan saves, you know, by, by that employee selecting a better value provider, may, they may share savings back with that employee for selecting that better value provider as well. So we're seeing interest in having discussions around different ways of using this platform to, to incentivize behavior. And most employees are getting invited to the system through, let's say, an email or maybe a, a poster or, or something to catch their attention? Yes, that's a great question. What we do with, not only with Healthcare University, but our core transparency platform is partner with our clients to have a full onboarding and, and um, awareness campaign. So we have a, a library of assets that we've created that can be customized for our clients that creates awareness using um, online banners or email campaigns or posters for break rooms. We partner with their, our clients at their benefits fairs, so uh, uh, we, we set up tables and booths so that we can educate their employees and create awareness that these types of tools are going to be available. So when we send the welcome email, and what we do is for Healthcare University and our core product, we initially send welcome emails that uh, uh, invites the individual into the platform to create an account. They already kind of have some familiarity uh, of the program before they get that email. Uh, what Blue Cross did when we rolled it out with them is uh, their CEO, we helped their CEO create an email campaign that has his that had his picture, described Healthcare University in the product, and created an understanding of their employees of the value of the product and, and why they should utilize it. Uh, they did end up giving a, a gift card reward for the top placeholder on the leaderboard. So they did build in some, um, you know, some kind of incentive into the product after people en enrolled in the product to actually utilize it and to think about those points and really get through the product. Uh, but we've seen really good results with our approach to creating that awareness and, and partnering with our clients during the onboarding process uh, to really generate the initial interest through the welcome email and get people signed up. And then again, with our core product, we send these automated monthly ways to save alerts to um, create an opportunity for people to save and, and drive into the and drive them into the platform and, and increase our engagement and utilization going forward with it. Now transparency messenger is something that is available year round and it's sending these messages once a month throughout the year. It sounds like healthcare university it might be available year round for employees, but you have basically a like a six week uh, period where there's a, where there's a lot of uh, emphasis on it and, and competition? Yeah, so the, the product is available year-round, and uh, we, we just did that initial measurement for, for their rollout over that six-week period. Um, there was some focus during that rollout around uh, the courses that were available. So uh, again, during that initial rollout, we, they only had access to two subject areas. We have five subjects in the curriculum. So in that six weeks, what we saw was that um, users completed eight out of the ten subjects that were uh, ten courses that were available at that time. We have about 15 other courses that those users did not have available to them when we did that initial six-week rollout. So what we're doing with the platform is 
creating an opportunity to educate users on their benefits throughout the year. Um, one of the challenges that we've seen with the old models of benefits education is, you know, it is done during that one-time period during open enrollment. Mm -hmm. People don't get follow-on education throughout the year. So with health, Healthcare University, we create a way to um, create initial education around the basics of the benefits, what benefit options are available in helping people select their benefit choice if it's rolled out during open enrollment. But throughout the year, we can reinforce that education with other subject areas and other content that helps keep people engaged and, and um, as well as create an opportunity for them to come in and continue to earn points and play different games and can create an educational process that lasts throughout the, throughout the year rather than just that one period during open enrollment. Well, we're almost out of time, but Clayton, what can you share with us about the cost structure for Transparency Messenger and Healthcare University so that our listeners can figure out, our, is, this a, is this a good fit for their size of organization? For our transparency platform, which we call our consumer engagement platform, uh, and includes the Transparency Messenger product, um, we have a per member per month fee. Um, that fee is a, is a sliding scale based on the number of employees uh, or the number of members that um, it's being made available to. Um, and then for Healthcare University, it's an annual licensing fee. Um, and that also has a, has a sliding scale price depending on the number of employees or members that it's being made available to. Um, if there's interest in discussing, you know, detailed pricing, uh, we're happy to have conversations with clients and see what really works for their budgets. But we've designed it in a way that really makes it accessible and available to varying uh, sizes of, of organizations depending on their needs. So, for example, how small would an organization be before they're, they're, it might not be economically feasible for them? For our core engagement platform with the Transparency Messenger product, uh, we sell directly to employers that are around the 5,000 uh, employee count or more, but we do have resellers that we work with that service smaller employers uh, to really make the product um, robust in terms of being able to calculate specific prices for individuals and bring in that, by bringing in that claims data, it, it usually is best to have an employee, you know, 1,000 employees or more uh, for that transparency product. For Healthcare University, we've made it available to employers that have 100 lives um, or, or, or even less, and, and we've developed it in a way that for larger employers, we, sell, we can sell directly. Uh, for smaller employers, we, we've created a model that we sell through our health plan customers where they might have a small group book of business that has those small employer lives, and we make it accessible through that health plan, and they buy basically a license for that full group uh, or that full book of business and then uh, offer it to those smaller employers um, at a discounted rate. Clayton, where can people find out more about you and about uh, Healthcare University and about your, your core engagement product and Transparency Messenger? Sure. Um, our company is Change Healthcare. Um, our email address is www.changehealthcare.com. Um, and I can be reached at uh, Clayton, uh, I'm sorry, C. Nicholas, so that's C N I C H O L A S, at changehealthcare.com. 
and my Twitter handle is at Clay J. Nicholas, so C-L-A-Y-J-N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S. And um, we'd be happy to discuss uh, Change Healthcare, our broad, our broad set of solutions, and Healthcare University in particular. Wonderful. Clayton Nicholas, Vice President of Marketing and Strategy for Change Healthcare, thank you for joining us on Game Changer. Thank you, Jesse. We appreciate it. All right, Game Changers, that wraps up this episode. Again, Change Healthcare is the company, and we'll provide the information and links that Clayton mentioned on our show notes for this episode. You can find the show notes at engagingleader.com forward slash GC21, as in Game Changer Episode 21. If you enjoy this series, be sure to check out the weekly leadership podcast, Engaging Leader, where my guests and I share more ways to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Until next time, remember, life is short, so keep it fun. You can find both Game Changer and Engaging Leader podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, and on our website at engagingleader.com. To stay up on the latest news and trends in internal gamification, join the Game Changer group on LinkedIn. We'll automatically direct you to our LinkedIn group when you go to engagingleader.com group. Subscribe to our e-digest at engagingleader.com newsletter. When you do, we'll send you a free copy of Jesse's ebook, Eight Communication Tools for Leaders. You can also follow Jesse on Twitter, at Jesse Leahy, and like us at facebook.com slash engagingleader. Game Changer is a production of Aspendale Communications, a consulting firm that helps mid-sized and large employers attract top talent, engage employees, and deliver superior business results. Find out more at aspendalecommunications.com. Our thanks to Joe Sherwood, our producer, Tom Hitchcock, our programming director, James Marler, our sound engineer, Cliff Ravenscraft, our podcasting advisor, Dustin Hartzler, our website engineer, J.J. Leahy, our video and web intern, and Peter McIsaac, who composed our theme music.